and welcome to the Teach On, Teach Strong podcast. I'm Katie, I'm your host, and this is a podcast especially just for us teachers. Now this is episode 123, and the topic of this episode is six signs that you are sabotaging your job hunt. So over the past month or two, I've been sharing some job hunting tips with you. I really want you to feel like you're in a job that makes you happy. Okay, I don't think we're ever going to find a job that is easy, but we don't need it to be easy in order to be happy. You know, happiness, I think, isn't really about not having problems. It's being able to deal with them confidently. And there's something else that's been on my mind recently because of a few emails I've been getting about this topic, and it is this. I'm hearing about teachers having their dream job. Okay, they are in what they would consider their ideal school. They love where they are and everything is as it should be. Amazing. But then what happens? New administrators come in, new school leaders, they change everything and effectively ruin your dream school. It becomes a shell of the place it used to be. You no longer love it as you once did. Everything has changed and you are devastated that you feel it's time to move on. And in a way, it's easy to fall into a type of like mourning when this happens, right? Because you're pining over a school that no longer exists. And I have an analogy for you that's a little weird, but go with me. And I like to think of this as a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Imagine the person you once loved has been taken over by the virus and is no longer the same person. They look the same but it's not them anymore. And it's like that when the school you once loved has been taken over by a virus or toxic administration. It's the same kind of thing. And at this point, you have a fork in the road. You can either stick it out, but accept that it's not going to be the same as it once was, or you can look and find somewhere new. And I think it's also possible that we consider that our dream job changes as time goes on as well perhaps the dream job is actually dynamic. As we evolve and develop as teachers, the things we look for and the skills that we have are also going to evolve. And that's okay. It's okay if you outgrow a place. It's okay if the school that you love doesn't offer you what you need anymore. That's okay. And it happens. And it happens for a reason. Yes, of course, there are some people who want that forever school, quote unquote, and might commit to one school for the majority of their careers. And that's also fine. I know many, there's many teachers where I've been that have been there 30 years. There is no right and wrong. There is no good or bad. It just is. But the important thing is to recognize what is right for you. What do you want? So that's just something that was on my mind over the last few weeks as I've been getting an uncanny number of emails from a few of you who are having very similar experiences to that and it is sad when that happens but it could be if you look at it in a different way maybe life is just trying to help you grow now and sometimes you have to be pushed out of somewhere that's too comfortable for you so try and look at it from that point of view and see the silver lining and just kind of go with the flow as best you can. So hopefully if that resonated with you in any way, that it's helped change your mindset a bit and help you realise that you're definitely not alone. All right, so having said that, let's get into the crux of today's episode, which is all about the six signs that you are sabotaging your own job hunt. 
Now, of course, I don't think any of us intentionally go out to sabotage ourselves. But there are things that we sometimes do that without knowing it will take us right out of the running. For those of you who don't know, my role as a middle manager over the past few years, I have had lots of experiences with reading applications and interviewing candidates. And that whole experience has shone a whole new light on the process and has actually helped me identify what had been doing wrong in the past too. Because the feedback you're given if you're unsuccessful is rarely the complete truth, sadly. And it was only after I'd been on the other side of the desk that I realised what it was. (laughs) And I realised why it's not always possible to say that to someone. But yeah, if you want to know more about that, the kind of truths that people think in interviews, I have got a whole email course about helping you write a winning teaching application. And if you want to sign up for that, it is completely free, seven days, you get an email every day giving you a different tip with some homework because I'm a teacher and that's what we do. (laughs) So if you want to sign up for that email course, just go to ecoursesforteachers.com forward slash job dash application and you can sign up for free there all right let's get into the six steps okay number one so the first sign you're sabotaging your job hunt is if you're not tailoring your application or your interview responses with the job description or to that particular school you are applying to I can't tell you how many times we've asked questions in interviews hoping that you're going to talk about the school, why you want to work here. And people very rarely do. The instinct is to start talking about yourself. And it's like, okay, yeah, but what about this job? I want to know how you're going to apply it here. So the sabotage could be not having done enough research on the school. You should be able to know everything about that school you're applying to. You should know it inside out, back to front. That shows real dedication, real passion, real interest. And it doesn't make you come across as desperate, like, I'll take anything, I don't care where I am anymore. You know, people can sense that. Whereas if you've taken the time to really research the school and know what it needs and what's required of you in the job description, and that comes through in your responses, it makes you a much more desirable candidate. So tip number one is make sure you tailor everything from the application all the way to the interview directly to the school and job that you're going for. The second sign that you're sabotaging your job hunt is if you're not building up your skills and portfolio for the job you want before you go for it. So in order to apply for a post, especially if it's not one that you've done before, and like if you're going for a promotion, for example, you need to have practiced building up your skills in that area. You don't have to have done the exact job, but you need to show that you can handle it. And the best way to do that is by demonstrating you have applied similar skills in the past and how you might do that here. So, for example, if you're going for promotion in a leadership position, consider what that job entails and start building up your skills and portfolio to demonstrate that you can do this. So if you want to go into management, but you've never managed anything before, I mean, I think it goes without saying it's going to be hard to have that confidence in you if you've never demonstrated those skills. You don't have to have been a manager, but you need to have said, well, yeah, I I ran this project and I had to manage this person and this person, this was the outcome and this is what I would apply here because blah, blah, blah. I know there's that whole cliche that everyone gets hung up on and is you need experience to get a job, but then you can't get experience without getting a job or whatever. People get stuck in this cycle and it's very simple. 
if you're worried about not having enough experience, you do it for free at first. I know everyone hates that answer, but that's what it is. That's what I had to do when I wanted to come to management. I'd never done this job before, so I started taking projects on. Yes, they were extra projects. Yes, they were unpaid. Yes, I was doing a lot of my boss's work because I wanted the experience. He had a nice easy ride because I was taking things off him, but it was setting me up for success. So you have to have the skills in order to apply for the job that you want. So start building up those skills if you don't currently have them. All right, number three. (laughs) This is very important. You need to review your online presence and really think about what you're putting out there is saying about you. I'm going to be real with you. In this day and age, it is almost 100% guarantee that when you apply for the job, they're going to Google your name and search for you on Facebook. I've done it. Every single person that's applied, because you don't get a picture of the person. Well, not we don't in England anyway. You don't get to see who the person is, probably for you know, preventing discrimination purposes or whatever. But you're curious. You're like, I want to know about you. So you do some searching. That's just the way it is in this day and age. So what's out there? What's out there? Google your name. Do it before you apply. Like, Look at what's out there, what people tagged you in, what's come up from years ago that could jeopardise your future. Are there pictures of you wasted after a night out, for example, somewhere that a school could find or that students can find? Or are you showing how much of a dedicated teacher you are by going to voluntary conferences on a Saturday? I'm not saying you have to do things like that, but what is your online presence saying about you? What you post is so important. And I'm afraid that's just how it is, especially in teaching. Like, you've got to be really careful of what you put out there. So, yeah, have a little look. See what's out there about you. You could just put your social media accounts on private, even just during the application process if you're worried about this kind of thing. I mean, I think it's good practice to do this anyway, considering all the kids are probably going to search your name too. But at the very least, you can have them private during the job hunting process if you're worried about anything. But I do encourage you to search and see what is out there and how it's representing you. Okay, the fourth sign that you're sabotaging your job hunt is not asking for help. You know, yeah, you probably could do it alone, but you'll be so much further ahead if you get support from someone with experience who is willing to help you. I would choose your people carefully. It is good to find someone who's already been there and done it and has a lot of experience. They could help you review your application, your covering letter, practice interviews with you, etc. Or just give you inside information on the role. But people are your greatest resource. People's experience is priceless. You could learn all the lessons on your own the hard way or you could save yourself a lot of time and a lot of stress and learn from someone who's already been there and done it. So ask for help. You'd be surprised how much people want to help, especially teachers. All right, number five is maybe being too fussy. Now, I'm all for going for the job of your dreams. And yes, I think you should have high standards, but sometimes you can sabotage yourself by being too fussy or only considering certain types of schools, for example. By doing this, you can also put immense pressure on yourself because your ideal job might not come up that much if you're being very fussy. And that puts a mountain of pressure on your shoulders to get the job because who knows when another one like this is going to come up again, right? If this is happening to you, just try loosening the reins a bit and be more open-minded. Be sure on what your non-negotiables are 
Of course, there are things that you're going to desperately want in a school, but also think about what could be more flexible. And you think, all right, you know, this is not ideal, but I can live with that if I've got this. All right. Be more flexible, be more open-minded. You never know what you're turning away if you're too fussy. And the final sign that you are sabotaging your job hunt is you're giving up too soon. (laughs) I know you probably don't want to hear that one either, but I think in this day and age, we've become so impatient and we think everything should happen immediately because that's the kind of society that we've got right now that we've kind of, we're losing that resilience. You know, it can take many tries. It just can. Every country is different. Every school system is different. But don't give up. Each time you apply for an or you go for an interview, you're learning something new. You are. But the minute you throw in the towel and say, forget it, what's the use? I'll never get hired. This is as good as I can do. Then you are choosing your fate. You're accepting this position where you are. If you keep going, eventually you will succeed. It's a numbers game. Listen, the man Einstein himself even knew this. One of my favorite quotes from him is, It's not that I'm smart, it's just that I stay with problems longer. Wise words. Persistence always wins. If you want it bad enough, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes and try as many times as you need and keep going for as long as it takes. You will get there. All right. So hopefully those six signs have been helpful. If you recognize any of those within yourself, I hope that you work on them so that you can get the job of your dreams. And if you do want support with your job hunt, I'm here to help and I'm working on something for you that's going to help you do that. If you are looking for your dream job and you're having a bit of difficulty, I want to help you. That's still in the works. In the meantime, you can sign up for a free email course on how to write a winning job application, as I mentioned earlier. If you want to sign up for that, go to ecoursesforteachers.com forward slash job dash application. And you'll get your first email straight away. And I hope you find that valuable. Right, so should we quickly sum up the six steps? Yes, I can hear you saying, yeah, go on then. All right, so number one is you're not tailoring your application or your interview responses with the job description or the school you're applying to. Number two is you're not building up your skills and portfolio for the job you want. Number three is your online presence might need a bit of brushing up to make sure that you're happy with what it says about you. Number four, you're not asking help from others. Number five, you're being too fussy. And number six, you're giving up too soon. So I hope that's helped shine a bit of light and I wish you best of luck in your journey. If you have any questions about this or ever want to get in touch, you can drop me an email at katie at teachersresourceforce.com and for all the links, mentioned in this episode including the free email course if you couldn't remember the link I said earlier you can find everything at teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash one two three one final request before I go is if you do find value in this podcast I'm really glad the only thing that I do ask is that you pass it on or share it with a friend the best way to get the word out and support your fellow teachers is by you sharing So until next time, keep teaching on and teaching strong. Have a wonderful week. Bye.